Well, it's the new year. And of course, a lot of people have New Year's resolutions, and I'm not against that. Uh, How many of you have a New Year's resolution? You don't have to be embarrassed. Well, that's quite a few of you. It's a good thing. You know, for example, you may say, in 2023, I will work out three times a week. In 2023, I will watch my diet. And I will get diabetes under control and completely removed out of my life. And so there's a lot of uh, good things. I will. I will read the Word. I will pray more in 23 than I did in 22. Amen. And so that's kind of been one of uh, the themes of my life way back when, you know, my testimony back in the 70s, the Lord graciously delivered me from heroin addiction to God be the glory. And there was quite a bit of struggle and quite a bit of things going on. There was spiritual warfare going on in my soul because the enemy does not like to lose one of his key soldiers. I used to be one of his soldiers, but now I'm a soldier in the army of the Lord. Amen. But one of the things that I keenly remember is taking Philippians chapter 4 and verse 13. And notice with me that scripture. It says, I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. I remember the first day that they let me out of the state hospital, go on a pass, to go back to Minneapolis where I was born and raised. Treatment center was 100 miles away. I remember getting on that Greyhound bus and I was a little bit nervous. I was a little bit scared. But I said to myself over and over again, I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. I'm not going to slip back into alcohol. I'm not going to slip back into drugs. I'm not going to look up my own cronies because I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. Amen? Now notice with me in the Amplified Version. This is a great uh, uh, version here. The Amplified says, I have strength for all things in Christ. That's, that's key right there. Who empowers me and am ready for anything and equal to anything through him who infuses inner strength into me. That is, I am self-sufficient, not in myself, but I'm self-sufficient in Christ's sufficiency. He is the all-sufficient one. He is El Shaddai, the God who is more than enough. He is El Elyon, the Most High God. Amen? And so we're not leaning on the arm of the flesh in 223 to live a victorious life. We're leaning on the grace of God and we're trusting in His sufficiency which is in Him. And thank God we are in Christ. So what I've done over the years, I've changed the word I can to I will. I will do all things today which strengthens me. I will walk in love today. Not through Mark, but through Christ. Because the love of Christ on the inside of you and the inside of me will constrain you. It will hold you and enable you to not get in strife. And to not fail in life, but to succeed in life when we're walking in love. So say with me, I will walk in love through Christ in me who has given me that ability. Now what I want to center in on today is I want to center in on strength. Because again, I can do all things through Christ which 
strengtheneth me. Amen? Anybody a candidate for more strength this year than last? In Psalm 61, notice with me in verse 16. Here's an I will. He said, I will go in the strength of the Lord my God. I will make mention of thy righteousness, even of thine only. Notice this phrase, I will go. There's no question whether I'm going or not, no matter what the devil has to say. Because the devil will always come along and say, you're not enough. You don't have enough money. You can't go. You don't have enough resources. You don't have enough opportunity. There's this going on in your life, that that's going on in your life. Just stay in the house. But no, no, no. I will go. I will go. I will go in the strength of the Lord. And I will make mention of your goodness. Say it with me real loud. I will go in the strength of the Lord my God. So what do you say when you hear you don't have the money? You don't have the resources. You don't have the opportunity. You can't go. Here's what you say. I will go. I will go in the strength of the Lord our God. I thank God for His strength. I thank God for His empowerment and His grace. The other day I was at Fremont Bank doing some business, transacting some personal business. And I told the guy that I had been in full-time ministry for 41 years at the same church. And he looked bewildered. Well, I understand why he looked bewildered. Because he wasn't probably even 41 years old yet. But it's a testimony. The fact that you're still breathing. The fact that you're still alive. The fact that you're still praising the Lord. The fact that you are still on the dance floor, if you will, is a testimony of the faithfulness of God and of the goodness of God. Say with me, I'm going in the strength of the Lord. So whatever your need might be, whether you need spiritual strength, or emotional strength, material strength, physical strength, God's got it. God has got it, and you can lay hold of it in your life. We see a marvelous testimony of someone who laid hold of God's strength in the midst of a very terrible situation. His name is David. David and his men were out fighting battles. They were out battling the enemy. And while they were gone, the Amalekites, Amalekites came into their city and literally destroyed it, burned it with fire, took their wives, took their children. They didn't kill them, but they took their spoil and they left them. And when David and his men came back, they were very distraught. Just think about it for a moment. If your house was burned with fire, if everything you had was gone and devastated, that would not be a good day. And David's men were so upset with him that they actually wanted to pick up stones and stone him. And I want to show you in 1 Samuel chapter 30 and verse 6 exactly what David did. Now, 
You may never experience your house burning down or your house blowing away. Thank God. But there's always something that the enemy will bring to discourage your soul. There's always some circumstance that the enemy will bring that will try to cause you to feel depressed and down. But notice David's example, and this is here for us. In 1 Samuel chapter 30, and notice with me in verse 6, if we can just pull verse 6 up. And David was greatly distressed, for the people spake of stoning him. Because the soul of all the people was grieved, every man for his sons and for his daughters, but David. But David. David did not go find a cave and hide. David not, did not draw back. David knew exactly where to go. David is the one who said, I go to the rock that is higher than I. When there are overwhelming circumstances, when all of these things may be going on in my life, I'm going to the rock. Oh, say with me, I will go to the rock that is higher than I. Now notice this phrase, but David encouraged himself. You know, there are times where you may not find other people that are so encouraging. As a matter of fact, sometimes people can be real bummers and be discouraging. If you're waiting on someone else to encourage you, you might be waiting a long time. Now, understand that we all have faith buddies and we need that. But how many of you know there's midnight hours? There's 2 a.m. hours. There's 3 a.m. hours. But notice what David did. But David encouraged himself. And he encouraged himself in the Lord his God. In 2023, I will encourage myself in the Lord. And I will be an encouragement to others. Another translation says this. But David encouraged and he strengthened himself in the Lord his God. And so the question is, how did he do that? Perhaps he reminded himself of past victories. Maybe he prayed. I'm sure that he praised and worshiped. I'm sure that David looked back and considered the faithful character and the strength of God's promises. He probably thought of, David, of Goliath. He probably thought of the lion and the bear. He rehearsed past victories and looked unto God who is the author of his strength. Amen? And so we know over in Psalm 29 in verse 11, say with me, I can take hold of the strength of God in a critical time. We know from Psalms 29 and verse 11, notice this, it says, The Lord will give strength unto his people, and the Lord will bless his people with what? He will bless his people with peace. He gives strength to his people, and he will bless his people with peace. 
Now, I want you to notice the word give. The Lord gives. Now, just because the Lord offers and the Lord gives doesn't mean anything until we receive. Until we get to a place in our life where we believe that his strength is available and that we receive from him the strength and peace that he's offering. Strength and peace for your race is a part of your inheritance. We've been delivered from the power of darkness, translated into the kingdom of God's dear son. And as we know this, we become partakers of the inheritance, which is in Christ Jesus. So there's an inheritance available to you in 2023. And strength is one thing that we're going to need to go in from victory to victory and glory to glory. Oh, say with me, I will. No question about it. No doubt about it. I will go. I am going in the strength of the Lord my God. I am a believer. And I am a receiver. I receive your strength in every area of my life. Oh, thank you, Lord. Psalm 46 verse 1 says this. God is our refuge and he is our strength. He is occasionally there to help us when we get in trouble. No, that's not what the Word of God says. He is a very present help in a time of trouble. We serve a very present God. We don't serve a God that is occasionally for us and occasionally on our side. He is for us 24-7. Amen? He is a very present help in a time of trouble. And one of the greatest ways that He helps us is through the very presence of God. The very glory of God coming on the scene in the midst of our trials, in the midst of our trouble, and empowering us us and strengthening us and enabling us to go from day to day and week to week and month to month and year to year in total victory. And so maybe you're in a troubling situation right now. I just dropped by to tell you this morning, God loves you and God has strength for you. I want to share these first two weeks about how then we can take steps, if you will, to lay hold of God's strength regardless of our circumstances. Now, we're not going to get through all of them today and somebody said, thank God. (laughs) But we want to make sure that we hit exactly what the Spirit of the Lord wants to say to us today. How many of you are in agreement? How many of you are believing God with me? That exactly that which needs to be said will be said in the name of Jesus. Amen. And so there's a few simple steps that will lead you into God's ever-present and never-ending strength. And the first step is we must know where we're at and we must admit our need. Admit our need. Admit where we're at. Admit what, where things are going on in the natural and admit our need. You see, many times God is reaching out to us, 
But in our pride, we try to do everything ourselves. Now I know I'm preaching good. Relying on the arm of the flesh. God wants us to trust Him. And that starts very often with us admitting our need. We should rejoice in the face of our own inability in the natural realm, for His strength comes into full manifestation in our weakness. And I know of no better example that can be given other than the Apostle Paul. The Apostle Paul, did you know he used to be Saul of Tarsus? And he persecuted the church of the living God. But on the road of Damascus, Paul had a life-changing experience. And Paul, who used to be Saul, received Jesus as his Lord and Savior... And the Lord started to show him some marvelous things and give him some marvelous revelations that we can read about in the Pauline epistles. Let me tell you this. It is never, you've never gone too far. You've never ever gotten to a place where God can't use you. Paul killed people. Paul persecuted the church of the living God. And yet God saw fit to pour into Paul great revelation. And he sees you in Christ. And he sees your ability. And he will pour into you great revelation if you will just open up your heart in 2023 and allow him to speak to you. So the revelation that the apostle Paul got, he got the revelation of who we are in Christ. And that is why many times during the course of a year, we talk about who we are in Christ. It's important to know who we are in Christ. For example, we just sang about it. I was singing it to Brenda. I am who I am, whatever. But 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things are passed away. Paul knew that. He experienced that. Have you experienced it? Old things are passed away. And then he said, behold, all things have become new. One translation says, behold, the new and fresh has come. The other revelation among many is the revelation that Paul got about righteousness. In 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21, righteousness is something you need to know about. And something you need to be declaring and confessing on a daily basis. Because the enemy is the author of condemnation. He is a historian. He is constantly trying to remind us of our past, right? Jerry Savelle said many, many years ago, when the devil reminds you of your past, simply remind him of his past. And let him know that his future doesn't look so bright either. But now notice with me in 2 Corinthians, the 5th chapter and the 25th verse. This is part of the Pauline revelation. It says, for he, that's God, made him, that's Jesus, to be sin for us. He became sin with our sinfulness. He took our place. He became condemned so you wouldn't have to be condemned. That we might be made, now notice this, that we might be made what? The very righteousness of God in him. 
Somebody says, well, I don't deserve to be called the righteousness of God in him. Well, neither do I. But righteousness was not your idea. Righteousness is God's idea. And righteousness is a free gift. It is something that comes with your salvation packet, if you will. It's part of the benefits of being a born-again believer. E.W. Kenyon defines righteousness as right standing with God. Amen. Giving us the ability to stand in the presence of a holy God without a sense of guilt or inferiority or fear in any way. And so Paul was getting these revelations over and over again. And he was about to release it to the church. Aren't you glad that the Pauline epistles are available to you today? Just camp out, if you will, in the book of Ephesians for a month or two. In the book of Ephesians, whoo, glory to God, you're going to see some glorious things. For example, Ephesians 1.3 says this, Blessed be the God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who is going to bless us. No, He has blessed us. With what? Every spiritual blessing in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Amen. Glory to God. Did you know that you're blessed? Say this with me. I'm so blessed. The blessed people call me blessed. I'm blessed in the city. I'm blessed in the field. I'm blessed coming in. And I'm blessed going out. I'm the head and not the tail. I'm above and not beneath. I am blessed to be a blessing. Amen. So, Paul's getting all these revelations. And we understand this, that the devil does not like it. He does not like it when you acknowledge the good things which are in you in Christ Jesus. He will do everything he can to keep you up here rather than getting it down here in your spirit. He is a thief. And he comes to steal and to kill and to destroy. And he is a liar. He is not just a loser. He is the loser. He is the biggest loser. Now notice with me in Mark, and I'll just quote it to you. It says, when the word of the Lord is sown, Satan comes a year from now. <laughs> no, it says he comes immediately to take or to steal the word of the Lord that was sown in our hearts. Why would he do that? Because it makes him nervous when you find out who you are. It makes him nervous when you find out where you are in Christ. What you have in Christ. And what you can do in Christ. He is nervous right now in this service. As a matter of fact, he just walked out the back door. Somebody shout amen. So make it your resolution. Make it your quality decision that you are not going to allow the lusts of the flesh, the cares of this life, or any other thing to enter in and choke the word of God that you hear on a regular basis. So we know that the enemy didn't like it. So he came against the apostle Paul. And let's pick it up in 2 Corinthians chapter 12 if we can. In 2 Corinthians chapter 12, and I believe we're going to look at verse 7. 2 Corinthians 12, he says this, Unless I should be exalted above measure 
Through what? Through the abundance of the revelations, there was given to me a thorn in the flesh. Now, oftentimes people will say, yes, the thorn in the flesh came from God. But it does not say it came from God. It says exactly where it came from. There was given to me a thorn in the flesh, the messenger of Satan to buffet me, lest I should be exalted above measure. I want you to notice, God does not have any difficulty with you being exalted just so you give Him all the glory. Just so you stay humble in your own mind. Now notice the next verse. Verse 8. For this thing I went to the Lord, or I besought the Lord three times, that it might depart from me. Notice the Lord's response. The Lord's response in verse 9. And he said unto me, my grace is what? Mark this down. The all-sufficient one through whom we can do all things in his sufficiency. The all-sufficient one said that my grace is more than enough for you. My grace is sufficient for you. For my strength is made perfect in your inability. My strength is made perfect in your inability to produce results. My strength is made perfect in your weakness. If you find yourself in a weak place today, take heart. His strength is sufficient and His grace is sufficient for you. So here's what he said. He said, my, and he said, my grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in your weakness. Now here's Paul's uh, actual uh, response to this. Notice with me. He said, most gladly, therefore, will I glory in my weaknesses in the natural realm, that the power of Christ may what? that the power of Christ may pitch a tent may rest on me and when the power of Christ rests on you and his presence rests on you and his grace is strengthening you it does not matter what the devils say. It don't matter what the devil's trying to do. For His grace, it is sufficient for me. Say it with me. In 2023, I will declare His grace is sufficient for me. Who Glory to God. Now notice with me in verse 10. Verse 10 says this, Therefore I take pleasures in infirmities, in reproaches, in necessities, in persecutions, in distresses for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, when I am weak, when I can't do it in my own ability, when I can't go in my own strength, when I am weak, I am strong. Amen. The Amplified Version says this. 
It says, for when I am weak in human strength, then I'm truly strong, able, and powerful in divine strength. Oh, there's divine strength in the house today. It's available to you right now. I want to encourage you this year to lean heavily and lean strongly into the grace of God. Paul told young Timothy, he said this, he said, So you, my son, be strong or strengthen inwardly in the grace, in the spiritual blessing that is to be found only in Christ Jesus. Be strong in the grace of God. Be strong in the presence of God. In uh, Romans chapter 5 and verse 2 it says, By whom also we have access by faith into his grace, wherein we stand and we rejoice in hope of the glory of God. Amen. So access this strength, access this grace with your faith. Well, how do I access it? You do so by believing. You do so by declaring. And you do so also with your actions. You know, if, you're, if you believe you're strong in the Lord and in the power of His might, and you say you're strong in the Lord and in the power of His might, you need to act like it. In other words, your actions need to correspond with what you believe. My actions need to correspond with what I say. Now, I've had ample opportunity throughout the years to be weakened and to feel like I can't and to feel like that there's no way that you can get up in front of hundreds of people and speak the word of God and preach the word of God. But I know that that's a lie of the devil. So instead of yielding to my flesh, instead of letting my body take dominion over me, I take dominion over my body. Amen. 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 See, your body is not saved. And your body, if you allow it, will hinder you from fulfilling everything God has called you to do. That is why we need to be less body conscious and be more Holy Ghost inside conscious. Be aware that His strength is in you. His strength will enable you to do whatever He's called you to do. Now, for example, many of you serve in this church. And you know, the scripture talks about that we should be volunteers in the day of His power. It's over there in Psalms somewhere. I don't know exactly where. But it says that my people shall be volunteers in the day of my power. We are living in days of heaven upon the earth. Now, certainly it doesn't look like it sometimes. It doesn't feel like it. Being in the third year of a pandemic and seeing all of the things that happened as a result of some very interesting things that happened over the course of a few years. Right? And we don't want to go there. We don't want to talk about that because it's a new day. I'm going to try this section over here. I said it's a new day. It's a new year. Things are going to be different around here. That's what your attitude should be around your house. Things are going to be different around this house. Things are going to be different in my house. I'm leaning on. I'm trusting in the strength of God, the grace of God, the goodness of God. 
things are not going to be the same in my marriage. Things are going to be different. Things are not going to be the same in my children. Things are going to be different. Things are not going to be the same in my body. Things are going to be different. I'm trusting in God who is my source. Amen. Say to me real strong, things are going to be different. Things are going to be different in our finances. You mark my words in 2023, things are going to be different. We're going to see millions and millions and millions of dollars come in for the glory of God. We are going to call this place paid in full. We're not going to be struggling at the end of the year. We're going to finish every year strong. We're going to move on in the plan of God and the purpose of God. Say to me, things are going to be different in my church and in this place. And so it starts by you making a quality decision. I love what Deuteronomy 30 verse 19 says. He says, I call heaven and earth to record this day against you. That I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. And then he says, therefore choose life that both you and your seed may live. Some of you need to make the decision that things are going to be different in your soul. Your soul's not going to be filled with all those distractions. Your soul's not going to be filled with all that anxiety and that worry. Praise God. We're going to tap into the strength of God and we're going to be strong in our spirit and it's going to affect our mind. It's going to affect our bodies. Woo, hallelujah. You can be as strong in your mind and in your soul and in your emotions that you are in your spirit. As a matter of fact, that's where strength starts. It strengths in your heart. It starts in your spirit. And then it flows into your mind. And it flows into your body. And it flows into your finances. And it flows into every area of your life. Woo, hallelujah. I'm going. We're going in the strength of the Lord our God. Woo, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Choose life. That both you and your seed may live. Did you know that worrying is a choice? You can choose to worry or you can choose not to worry. Some of you need to practice shutting the door on worry and absolutely refusing to go there somebody says but there is there but where has there gotten you did you just get what I said you need to make the choice not to go there but many people say yeah but there is there well you've already proved you cannot do anything about there So you might as well go to the God who is higher than you and cast all your cares upon him and let him change those theirs. I know that's not good English, but it preaches good. The next thing that we need to lay hold of, and we're going to receive communion in just a few moments. I just want to introduce, make sure that you are in this word. That this word becomes your final authority. Practice reading the word. And it doesn't matter so much how many chapters you read. Sometimes I think it would be wise just to read a chapter a day. And just think about what you're reading. Journal what you're reading. 
The Holy Spirit will speak to you. You know, when you read the book of, uh, book of Proverbs, Solomon was the wisest man. When you read the book of Proverbs, the Holy Spirit will speak to you. Oftentimes in the morning, I'll read a proverb. And the next thing I know, I'm journaling. Uh, he's speaking to me about things in my life, things that, that he has for me or things that perhaps need to change or things that we need to do. Make God's Word your final authority. The Word of God is food to our spirits. Proper diet, rest, and exercise are necessary for a strong spirit and soul and body. Notice with me this verse now in Proverbs chapter 18 and notice verse 14. And this is from the Amplified Version. Go ahead and read it with me. You guys are listening so good. I could preach all day, but I don't have all day and neither do you. Proverbs eighteen fourteen. Ready, read. The strong spirit of a man sustains him in bodily pain or trouble. Remember, he is a very present help in what? In a time of trouble. But the strong spirit of man sustains us when trouble comes. But a weak and broken spirit, who can raise up or bear? Notice with me the strong spirit of a man. The strong spirit of a man in communion with him. The strong spirit of a man in union with him will get us through Anything. The strength of a man sustains him. I love what George Pearson says. If you don't know who George Pearson is, he's the pastor of Eagle Mountain Church down at Brother Copeland's ministry. And uh, Brother Copeland, incidentally, is at Bethel tonight in Reading. And so if you want to tune Brother Copeland in, it's, it's bound to be a mighty meeting. He was just with Nancy Dufresne Friday night, Saturday morning, and Saturday night, and man, it was good. He's kind of taking on a new dimension of great-grandfather, and I don't mean that disrespectfully, but he's telling a lot of stories that really, really fit and really minister to the hearts of men and women. But George Pearson's, of course, is Brother Copeland's son-in-law. And he's kind of known to be the Gordon Lindsay of the modern day. If you don't know who Gordon Lindsay was, many years ago, they had something called the Voice of Healing. This was when Dad Hagen and, and, and uh, Branham and Ritchie and all of those great ministers were alive. And they had kind of a group of ministers called the Voice of Healing. And Brother Gordon Lindsay, what he would do is he would document prophecies. He would make, take notes and make it very clear on paper exactly what was being said. And so George Pearsons is a lot like Gordon Lindsay. He's a great note taker. He's a great communicator. Let me just share with you what he says about a strong spirit. And I quote, A strong spirit will cause you to overcome physical attacks, financial problems, relational difficulties, job and career ministerial setbacks, i got to stop right there. When you've experienced a setback, don't sit back. Brother Keith Thursday says, get ready for a comeback. Amen. Emotional challenges, anything the devil throws your way. He goes on to say, our spirits 
can become so rooted and grounded and established in the word that we can actually repel disease, stop care, resist sin, override doubt, dissolve offense, and block pressure. And lastly, he says, we can build up our spiritual immune system to such a degree that sickness can't penetrate it, discouragement can't sway it, fear can't stop it, bad news can't move it, and adversity cannot affect it. Can you say amen to that? The strong spirit of a man will sustain you in 2023. In 2023, I will do all things through Christ who strengthens me. In 2023, I will go in the strength of the Lord. When I don't feel like going, I'm going. When I don't feel like getting in the pulpit, I'm going to get in the pulpit. When I don't feel like serving, I'm going to serve. When I don't feel like rejoicing, I'm going to rejoice. When I don't feel like tithing, when it doesn't make sense, I'm going to tithe. But not only am I going to tithe, but I'm going to bring my offerings into the house of the Lord. I'm going to go in the strength of the Lord my God. And now speaking of being volunteers in the day of His power, there is not a one of you that are not called of God in this auditorium this morning. And you watching online, all of you are called. All of us have a designated place in the body of Christ. Some are the toe, some are the finger, some are, are the foot, whatever the case may be. But everyone in the body has a supply to bring. Amen? Whatever your supply is. Your supply might be prayer. Your supply may be in the nursery. Your supply may be an usher. Your supply may be a small group leader. Whatever your supply is, find it, discover it, fulfill it. And don't let the devil talk you out of it. Because as sure as you commit, he will give you 101 reasons why you shouldn't show up. But I've discovered that God blesses the show-ups. God blesses those who show up week after week, day after day, who show up into the house of the Lord and serve God. And so remember this, if you made a commitment to serve and you don't feel like it, I mean, if you're not sick, just a little bit tired, don't stay at bedside assembly. Don't stay in bed. There's too much to do. There's too much ground to cover. There's too much, too many things that need to happen in and through the local church. And this is what your confession would be. Regardless of how I feel, I will go in the strength of the Lord. I will serve in the strength of my God Almighty. And He will empower me and strengthen me to fulfill all the will of God. Amen. And so that's just a little encouragement for you today. I trust you got something out of it today. We are going in the strength of the Lord our God. And sometimes we just need to shake ourselves. And we need to stir ourselves up. Amen. And say, you know what? Things are going to be different. Amen. Glory to God. Let's stand up and give God glory.